Hello and welcome back to season two of the Business of Show Business podcast with me, your host, Jamie Boddy. Unpacking the skills needed for the entertainment and creative industries and celebrating those already in them. We are on episode 10 of season two and today's solo episode is all about your side hustle. I've also put a link in the show notes to a little free PDF download I have about helping you to figure out your side hustle. You can choose to use that alongside this episode or not at all, but it's there if you want it. For me, there is a difference between a side hustle and a survival job. A survival job is the job you have to do to survive and get by. Where your side hustle is another passion or skill set that you are using to build a side career and earn money from. Firstly, I just want to say it's okay for a hobby just to be a hobby. Particularly as performers and for some freelancers, we have a lot of in-between times. And it can be really alluring to fill those gaps with another passion or trying to figure out a way to monetize your skills. Sometimes this will just click and work. And other times it simply won't. That might be because there isn't a demand for that skill or that service. Or it might be that you're hustling so hard on this side business that you fall out of love with what you do or you drop the ball and it distracts you from your main focus and your main goal. For episode nine, I was joined by choreographer Chris Whitaker. Um, a quote that he said that I think ties in really nicely with this theme is, the adventure doesn't start until you go off the path. During these uncertain times, a lot of people are having to swap their career path. This will be a temporary path for some people, and for others, it may now be the path that you continue on, and that's okay. Over the course of this episode, I will help you to identify your target audience and help steer you in the right way to build your side hustle. Now on with the show. 2020 has seen a lot of new businesses launch. For some people, this has been on the back burner for a while and having this pandemic, it's been the push they needed to come out of their comfort zone and to launch their new business. But for a lot of people at the moment, they're just launching a business to try and make money quickly. However, if they were to implement a strategy, this would help them to build their business and in turn make them more money. For anyone struggling on how to use their skills to build a side hustle that converts to sales, or for anyone struggling on what services to offer, don't panic. This podcast will help you to figure out how to monetize your services and to find future clients. Here is a formula I use to help clients figure out their side hustle. So something you love, plus something you are good at, plus something there is a demand for. I'll say it one more time. Something you love, plus something you are good at, and then third step is something there is a demand for. With any business, you have to do your market research. Just because you love doing something doesn't mean someone else will love it just as much as you do. So many people launch a product without the proper groundwork, such as looking at who will need or love your product. How much time do you have to invest in your side hustle? Do you have an audience that you can already ask questions or an audience that will possibly buy? I'll say it one more time, just because you love your product doesn't mean someone else will, or they might do if you slightly repackage it in a different way. So we need to find this magical area where you can combine what you love and what you have the skills for and the demand for it. This will help you to build your business. So the first task is to do a stock take. I want you to make a list of all the services or skills that you have. And you can either pause the episode and do this right now or you can come back to it after. But I want you to write down all of the skills or services you can offer in relation to what you do. So it might be if you are a performer, your side hustle spans from those skills already. 
So your main focus is being a performer on stage or on TV. However, these skills can translate into a side business. So the fact is, for instance, if you maybe play instruments, do you have fantastic writing and website copy skills? If you're a dance captain, you may be really good at organisation and filing, listening, networking, presenting. Your main hustle, obviously, to be a presenter and event host. However, you could do team building, corporate training. You could do script writing. You could be a runner on a TV show. If you're an actor, again, your main hustle is being, your main focus is being on stage. However, you could be really good at writing, directing, whatever it is. So your side hustle may be an extension of you as a performer. However, your side hustle may be something different. Like you may be a performer who's also a personal trainer. You may actually be a fantastic baker and you want to grow that business. As a performer who's travelled a lot, you could have built up maybe a really strong blog you want to monetize on travel writing and being a travel expert. So write down all of these skills and services you have to offer. If it helps, put them into two columns. Those are which your main hustle and those which your side hustle. Or for those of you that want to spawn a side hustle from your main hustle, that can be one mega list. This will also help to showcase what you don't offer or what you don't enjoy doing. A little example of this could be is if you are a singer, you love music, you can play instruments and also you pick up and retain things really quickly. These are all skills that you can then use to eventually go on to teach music, gig, lecture, music marketing, website copy, all of these different things. So write down all your skills and services. You may also be thinking there are some skills and services there that I don't know how to monetize or that you didn't even think you could. And that's fine. You don't have to launch your final product straight away. As they say quite often, go ugly first. It's known in the marketing world that if you're not embarrassed of your first product, then you didn't try soon enough. And it's just getting your skills and your services out there. So that was task one writing down all of your skills and services. The next step, and I say this quite often on this podcast, is that you are the solution to someone's problem. There is someone out there looking for your skills, services, or products. So now you have your list of your skills. Now we really want to drill down into them and find out what solution do we offer. So it could be if you are a actor muso, it could be that you want to help people to learn the instrument that they wanted to play as a child. Your side hustle could be that you have a band or that you are a session singer could be that you can actually write music or you can play the piano and teach singing lessons. So I want you to think of what solution do you offer to people? Is it do you work with fresh graduates who need to work on their singing rep? If your side hustle is that of a personal trainer, what solution are you offering? Is it people that are really busy with their work schedule that they can't actually get to the gym? So can you offer them online training, weekend plans? Can you work early hours or late nights? If your side hustle is healthy nutrition or baking and you know you can make a side hustle from that, what problem do you solve? Is it for parents that don't have time to bake with their kids? Is it that you provide to parties? Or is it that you provide treats that aren't so bad for you? So therefore people who are working out can still have that cathartic experience of having that cake, but without feeling quite so guilty. This will help you to work out who is your ideal audience. Again, you love what you do, so we need to find the people that also love what you do or the people's lives that you can influence, make better and make them more productive. So look at the services and skills you offer and look at them as a solution. So think, what problem do you solve for an individual or is it a problem you solve for a company or a brand? What type of people or company will suffer from these problems? Who are your competitors and how will you stand out? In marketing, we have an ideal client. And this is someone or a group of people that we know want our product. And some people go really granular. They name this person. They think of a personality. For some people, they keep it a bit more bigger picture. But you need to drill down into your ideal client. So you think of their demographic, their location, their income. Are there any specific details that will really help you? Sometimes by being niche, we think we close off work. But actually... 
by having a niche, you open up a bigger pool within that niche. All of this will help you to understand how you can package yourself to be seen by your ideal client and highlight any current clients that you may already have in your network. So an example of this may be that you are an actor, presenter, musician who is a personal trainer on the side. So your ideal client could be a new mum who is struggling to work out at home. So therefore you can offer bespoke workouts online and meal plans. This is a business that you can build up alongside that of being a performer and you know who your ideal client is. So then think, where do these people shop? Where can you find them online? So I'm not saying go and knock on people's doors and look around supermarkets, but you really got to think, where could you advertise your services? Is there a local community hall? Is there a Facebook group that you could join in and offer advice and assistance? Is it the fact of that you particularly work with performers who are in between jobs and want to keep up their fitness? So therefore, you know, again, there's Facebook groups, there's social media circles. Could you contact someone like Spotlight or Equity to advertise your skills? There's no point launching a product out there just hope it lands. You really want to think, right, this is what I love and what I'm good at and I know someone wants it. Where are these people? Therefore, eventually you'll get more bang for your buck. If you try to appeal to everyone, you're going to appeal to no one. So it's better to have a handful of people that meet your criteria who are going to buy into you and buy your products than just trying to launch like a scattergun approach and just launch it out there and hope that someone buys. And here are just a few ways to help you on your side hustle journey. I bang on about this all the time, but if you create a business or a side hustle and you want to scale it up, you're going to need a strong, authentic online footprint. Think of it as an extension of who you are and a platform on which you can appeal to a wider audience, but do not invest all of your time purely on social media. For those of you listening who are performers, you have your social media, you have your page on Spotlight or any other subscription sites, you may have an agent, you go to class and you network. You get yourself out there in multiple ways and you have to do the same for your side hustle. This is a quote I use in another episode, but what you want is just outside of your comfort zone. Otherwise, you would already have it. So here are a few tips to help you get cracking on your side business. We are all in the digital online world at the moment. So using platforms like Zoom can allow you to still get to your ideal clients. It can be used for consultations, webinars, dance classes and singing lessons. You can screen share, there's a whiteboard on there. I also know a massage therapist that uses Zoom to talk clients through self-massage. I also know a hairdresser who uses Zoom to have one-on-one consultations to talk the client through what haircut they want or how they may want their wedding hair because at the moment it's harder to get appointments. So this way they know exactly what they want when they walk through the door. There's software like Calendly This is great for scheduling meetings and it allows you to show your availability so clients can also see when you are next free. So you don't always have to keep sending emails weekly to all of your clients saying, when can I fit you in? You just have one link on Calendly and they can book on. If you already have an audience, use software such as SurveyMonkey to ask them what they want. These can be done anonymously as well. So you can ask them what they want to know more of, what services they want, or ask them why they currently do buy into you. You can then use that to steer you in how you create content to attract a wider audience. For those of you that may want to run a course or a series of videos, there are some amazing platforms out there where you can build really fancy membership sites. However, that is a lot of money. Websites like YouTube can be used really effectively to help get your videos out there. You can set videos on private links or unlisted links and send them to people that purchase the course. You could even embed the video link into an unlisted website page on your website and then send send your client that website page. As freelancers, we all know what it's like to chase money. So that's why platforms like PayPal, Stripe or Eventbrite are great. 
With PayPal and Stripe, you can integrate a button straight onto your website so that they can click and pay, and Eventbrite allows you to sell tickets. All of those platforms will take a slight percentage of that income, but that will depend on what tier you are on with them. However, this is a great way to get clients to pay up front or to pay a deposit so you don't have to worry about always sending invoices or chasing up payment. And there are also great websites like Fiverr, that's with two R's on the end, so F-I-V-E-R-R, -R, or Upwork, which allow you to create a portfolio online, and also people put on their work they need done, so you can actually pitch to get clients on there. For anyone out there who thinks it's quite daunting to find your clients, websites like Fiverr and Upwork are a great way as a freelancer to start looking for work for your side hustle. Building up an effective side hustle will take its time, but don't worry. Once you get into the rhythm of it, it will all slowly start to click into place. And once you secure that first client, it will start snowballing from there. If your passion or your end goal is still something else that could be performing on a TV show, writing a script, getting a book published, building up a side hustle can be great. It can bring you income. It can open up other doors for you. But I just want to make sure that you don't lose sight of what your end goal is. But also on the flip side, your end goal may change as this side hustle builds and your side hustle may become your main hustle. But if you are loving it, go with the flow and see where it takes you. Some other episodes that you may want to listen to that might help you whilst building up your side hustle will be season two, episode two, which is time management for creatives and freelancers. Episode four of season two, which is creating your own content as a creative and freelancer. And also in season one, episodes one, three and seven could also help you to build your side hustle. If you've enjoyed the episode, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave your review and I'll be back next week.